missed that theme song? Yes. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the center of infinity. (laughs) I'm so pumped. Hello. We've had most of the summer off. This is EK alongside with Miss Courtney. Yes. Also known as the 540 Foodie Chick and our wonderful sponsor for this show that you're about to uh, enjoy. Um, we broke a thousand, uh, subscribers, uh, <laughs> over the time we weren't making any new content. Woo! So thanks, yay for guys. us. Uh, thanks for subscribing. Um, welcome to center and Vitaly. This is a show about, um, the wacky, the weird, the unexplained, the conspiratorial, uh, all kinds of question marks. That's, that's what we're about. And not so much, uh, jumping on the bandwagon or disproving anything, uh, but more, wouldn't it be interesting if, Yeah. or hey, I heard this really weird thing, mm-hmm. or uh, hey, maybe the earth really is flat. There are flat earthers. <laughs> there are flat earthers. Uh, and you can go back and listen to our uh, episode about that and decide whether or not you're going to be really mad at us or, or we are sound-minded about it. I think I made one really good argument. The only argument. <laughs> what is that? About the pictures. That's it. But yeah. you got to listen. You got to go back and listen to the past <laughs> episode. Subscribe, like, share, subscribe. Because my stance on it is if the earth was flat, cats would have knocked everything off of it already. Oh, damn. And there were big cats in prehistoric times. <laughs> yep, for sure. Shit, just a bunch of people floating out in space. <laughs> Dinosaurs floating out in space. Just damn that. Yep. Flipping cat, man. <laughs> so tonight's episode. Oh, wait, before we jump into tonight's episode. I guess we don't have to rush because we're not following up with the beat tonight. Hey, we are recruiting uh, the FXBG Public Radio Network. It's always looking for new show concepts, new show ideas, new show hosts and contributors and even writers for our websites, contributors. If you're not so much about being on camera on microphone, we, uh, if you're looking for a place to express yourself, we're looking to fill out some content on the website. So make sure that you reach out to us. Also, more specifically, we're looking for a group of open-minded young women to uh, not necessarily young women, women of all ages and types and whatever uh, to have a open conversation about uh, relationships, uh, celebrity gossip, um, leisure time activities, um, you know, stuff like that called the beat of FXBG. And we'd like you to take part in it. So reach out to us if you'd like to uh, discuss, uh, you know, stuff like that. All kinds of stuff. Yeah. Cool this stuff. couldn't be an easier podcast co- podcast concept too. We're just looking for hosts. The uh, the con the the topics are already pre written. All you got to do is show up and have a conversation with a group of your friends. So if you have a group of female friends that you like to have regular conversations with, and you think you'd like the tra- that would translate well into a podcast, and all you got to do is show up and record. Get in touch with us. How was your How was your summer? It was good. Yeah, it was good. It was good. Um, new job, new location. Um, what else? I had lots and lots of cake orders. I catered a wedding. I did a baby shower. Um, all kinds of cool stuff. I DJed a baby shower once. Did you? Yeah. That shit was wild. How was that? It was wild. Super wild? It was, it was a baby shower that needed a DJ. Just just start with that and then imagine how wild it was. Did you play the Preggers song? There's a Preggers? 
song? Yeah. We're going to have to talk off air. Okay. <laughs> uh, I spent a lot of time binging. Um, oh. I started watching Cheers. Cheers? Uh, yeah, the, the bar show from like the 80s. <laughs> Man, that show, it's entertaining. Would not stand up in today's world. Uh, Sam Malone would have lost his bar in a, in a in a lawsuit, a sexual harassment lawsuit on like day one. Um, poor coach, uh, mentally challenged coach, and then Woody Harrelson's character, Woody, also yeah. also not the brightest in the bunch. Um, these nope. guys these guys are both bartenders. Yep. As dopey as they were, they were bartenders. <laughs> They're gonna kill somebody. That's all there is to it. I, I just, For some, sure. Something's going on. They're not knowing when to cut somebody off. Yeah. Best part of that show is Norm. Norm. Oh, I love though. him so much. <laughs> I lo- and he's not like the best character by any means, but I love like how Norm walks in and it's Norm. Yeah. And like they keep going back to like, cheers is what Norm has going for him. He's miserable at home in his marriage. But then there's a couple of times where it's like, he loves his wife. Yeah. That's just the, the dude that he is at the bar. Is, ah, I don't want to talk about, you know. Yeah. But that's it. That, those are all of his friends is the bar. So I spent a lot of time watching Cheers is the point of that. Little, all of his friends. Line. Yeah. All of his friend. Are at all of his friend. Yeah, Cliff. Just the friend. Cliff. The one friend. Cliff Clavin, the mailman. Yeah. <laughs> that's his friend. Um, And Sam and Diane. What bullshit is Diane as a human being, first Ooh. of all? And... Uh, <laughs> See, I said I wasn't going to do this. I said I wasn't going to do this. <laughs> that you weren't going to ramble? <laughs> I wasn't going to ramble. I wasn't going to get but, off track. But here's the thing. Here we are talking about Cheers. A couple of years ago, not a couple of years ago, last season or the season before, I can't yeah. remember, we did an episode about TV show conspiracies, more specifically cartoon conspiracies. Yes, we did. Um, we have not done TV show conspiracies, but tonight we're going to do movie conspiracies yeah so because we're not doing tv conspiracies i just want to talk about this sam diane bullshit (laughs) um she they're gonna get like their relationship is insanely turbulent through the first like four or five seasons of cheers yeah it's insane how twisted and unhealthy their relationship is is, and then this is why people have visions of unhealthy relationships like like this is (laughs) This was a widely popular show. Yes. And like that was normal. Like there, that this was like, they were, we grew up with they were so in love and this turbulence is normal. Yeah. And meanwhile, yeah. He, he, this is why I know something's wrong with me. <laughs> Rhea Perlman, Rhea Perlman, Carla Tortelli, man, <laughs> she, she stole my heart from that first episode. The sassy, angry, <laughs> fucking how many kids does she have by the end of the show? <laughs> It's like seven or eight kids. Like, why are you always pregnant? In every season, she's pregnant. <laughs> um, but I, that fiery attitude, her quick wit, the snarkiness. Oh, I love it so much. Um, and I kind of like as much as she hated Cliff. Uh, I kind of just come. I wanted to see Carla in the mailman. You know that whole cliche. She's a pregnant all the time. How funny would it be if none of you were the mailman's baby? <laughs> None of you. So, that was my summer. I spent it mostly watching Cheers and, well, and a couple of other movies and TV shows. I mean, that means it was chill. 
So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I had a lot of, uh, you know, did some activities with the son. We went to a zoo, and um, I was gonna say you totally took yeah. you totally took your kid out. Oh like, yeah, we went to the frequently. zoo. We've gone, oh, that we that's what we do. I the, mean, I I'm in a position where I'm not dating and not not trying to date, right? Um, and I'm I'm pretty responsible with my money these days. So like, I'm pumping money into a savings account. I'm paying all the bills. So I've got this excess of money because I'm not dating. And yeah. I'm not taking care of another like full grown adult for the first time in my life. Yeah. Um, and like so I'm spoiling the shit out of my son. Like on the weekends, we do whatever we want. We you know, we're gonna go jump around on trampolines, you know, whatever. Yeah. Um we uh yeah, went to the zoo one weekend and go go swimming all the time. Whatever he wants to do. Let's build a fort. All right, let's let's tear the shit out of the house and build a fort. <laughs> We've definitely taken every cushion off of every couch, every pillow off of every bed. You're like, and, cool, let's do that. Yeah, and made the entire living room of for- oh, like the fort. The, any, yeah, if there's any exposed carpet on the floor, it's lava. It will kill you instantly. It's lava, yeah. Floor's lava. Floor's also, lava. Also, there's guns. And if I go pew, that's a shot and you get hit. <laughs> that's funny. Yeah, fun, man. It's a good summer. That's great. So we're ready to jump into it. That's about 10 minutes of pandering. Yeah. <laughs> that's pander, pander. That's par for the course. Pander, pander, pander. <laughs> pander bear. Uh, movie conspiracies. Yes. I'm just going to read the subtext of your notes here. These articles overlap, but we don't have to read the doubles. We're gonna. Fine. I don't know. We're not going to. But I'm just telling you. Uh, I'm just going to go to the first article. It is from mentalfloss.com. Um, guys, this is the internet. This is how things work. We're, right. we're, we're just going out and we're looking for these articles. You, know. you, you could, you could go, you don't have to listen to our podcast. You could just, you know, look at the cliff notes and read the articles yourself. But where's the fun? But then you couldn't hear our comments. Where's the, yeah, where's so, the fun? Hello. In where's the, you wouldn't, you wouldn't hear our ridiculous reactions. Um, let's start here. Let's, I kind of like this one. Wait, wait, uh, the Joker one. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, totally. Uh, the theory is in the dark Knight series, the Joker was a war vet. Um, and there's a lot of stuff to support this theory. Um, the story that the Joker tells Harvey Dent, uh, later in the film about a truckload of soldiers being blown up. Um, also like his tactical manner in the bank robbery early in the film. Mm -hmm. Um, there's a whole lot of stuff, his proficiency with weapons, specifically explosives, uh, bazooka, um, He's just—he's handy with a gun. Yeah, uh, it, 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 de- he it definitely had training somewhere. <laughs> it definitely points to to prior knowledge. Yeah. Um. I really like you know I'm also a Batman fan, so really like the idea of uh, same of of the Joker being. There's like a backstory. Yeah, I really like that. Um, James Bond. Uh, the theory is that. James Bond is the code name as well as 007. Um, not too hard to believe. Right. Uh, especially since like the 60s, it's been six James Bonds. Um, and now seven, they've announced a new one. Um, I don't know what, I don't know all the details, but there's going to be a black female James Bond from what I understand. Mm. Um, which uh, I don't see the problem. So there are some people that are all upset about it. I don't see the problem. Uh, obviously she can't be named James Bond unless they're going to present it from like some, uh, a trans perspective. Yeah. Um, but I don't think the James Bond is the important part. Right. It's the story. I think line. it's the 007. That's the important part. 
Um, so there's not going to be a new James Bond that's that's a black woman. There's going to be a new 007, which I think is the more important part. And that also allows for the storyline to grow. Um, you know, the uh, James Bond has always been this sleazy, womanizing, uh, not sleazy, maybe sleazy is not right. Smooth woman, woman, you know, he just gets the ladies. That's part of his deal. Yeah. Um, so it'd be cool to see that from the other perspective, especially if it's not like done in an overly garish, like unrealistic way like she's got to have charisma and like that's got to be the whole key of it it's got to be smooth it's got to not come off as slimy that's true because the thing about james bond is you watch the old james bond there's a little like in today's standards uh, there might be a little kind of sleazy sleaziness kind of like feeling to like his his uh come ons in the newer ones yeah i can see him as much more of a ladies man yeah than he was maybe in the prior ones. Yeah. yeah. I like this one too. Number three. Oh yeah. Um, Greece is Sandy's elaborate fantasy before she drowns. Yeah. They're like saying that the entire movie, well, musical, I guess, um, is her fantasy of like things that are happening in her head when she's drowning. Right. I saved her life. She nearly drowned. That's, that's the beginning of the story that she actually did drown. The whole movie is the fantasy to do the lack of oxygen getting to her brain. Mm-hmm. Uh, the flying red convertible suggests that she's being happily whisked away to heaven at the end of the movie. Yep. Uh, I never saw the thing cause I'm not a horror guy. Uh, so the theory number four, the child's is the thing. I don't, I don't, I, this is, did you see the thing? I didn't see the thing. I don't, no. I don't get it. Must skip that one. Sorry. Um, the theory, Jack never existed and Rose suffers from psychotic depression in the Titanic. Yeah, sure. Yeah. She threw a fucking billion dollar diamond over the side of a boat. <laughs> this bitch doesn't know what she's doing. She could have taken, take, could have taken care of her entire family. She had a granddaughter. <laughs> For sure. She could have just left that bitch on. Gotten away from her abusive fiancé that way. There's no records of Jack. Old Rose says, Jack exists only in my memories. Mm -mm -mm. I like number six. This one, though. (laughs) Robocop is Jesus Christ. Uh, Yeah. Uh, Except for the whole, you know, Robocop part of it. Right. (laughs) Except for, you know, the whole premise for the movie. So. so the story of a man who's wrongfully executed only to return to life as a savior of a dying world seems somewhat familiar. Um, Alex Murphy, RoboCop, is violently murdered while patrolling the mean streets of Detroit, only to come back to life as part machine and part human RoboCop. Uh, he goes around Detroit, saving the lives of citizens. Um, there's even a scene in the movie where RoboCop, walking through very shallow water, appears to be walking on its surface. <laughs> Is he walking on the water? He's walking. You'll never know. You'll never know. Um, however, you know, the director did validate this, so it's not really a conspiracy. He did say the point of RoboCop, of course, it is a Christ story about a guy who gets crucified in the first 50 minutes, then he's resurrected in the next 50 minutes, and then he's a super cop of the world, but there's well, also a Jesus figure as he walks on water in the end. Shit. Robocop is the American <laughs> Jesus. Well, shit. <laughs> well, shit is right. Ghostbusters. The theory is the Ghostbusters died when they crossed the streams. Mm. Damn. Do you remember what they're talking about? The celebration was, yeah, I know exactly what they're talking about. Yeah. 
total platonic reversal. <laughs> Are you serious? Do I know what they're <laughs> talking about? I'm, call, I'm telling Uncle Mike. <laughs> How dare you? <laughs> Tell him. Uh, <laughs> the golden briefcase in Pulp Fiction contains Marcellus Wallace's soul, which is I that's that's stretching it for me. Okay. Um. Wh- ha- why? <laughs> why? Why? All right. So the theory is that Marcellus Wallace sold his soul to the devil, and sent Jules and Vincent to get it back. Mm-hmm. Um. The glowing orange hue that shines upon Vincent Vega's face when he opens the case. One of the characters calling the briefcase contents beautiful. Um, how Jules and Vincent survived getting shot. Um, the, ed- the adhesive strip on the back of Marcellus Wallace's neck are just some of the reasons why this movie has persisted over the years. Plus, plus the, why this theory has persisted over the years. Uh, plus the fact that the combination for the briefcase's lock is 666. Wow. Hmm. Um, the co-author Roger Avery said the briefcase originally contained diamonds, but that was too boring and predictable. So they decided the contents would remain unseen. So each audience member would fill in the blank with their ultimate contents. Interesting. It worked. Yeah. Created this conspiracy theory. Ah, oh, I've heard of this one. Stand. Uh, the theory is Stanley is Uatu the Watcher. Um, that's how he appears in all the marvel movies yeah um so uatu is an alien who's responsible for uh monitoring um the other species on earth and across its solar system yeah so they're like they're just the watcher they're they're like researchers so they just kind of like blend in and then observe so that you know um bill murray is our savior I mean, how could it not be true? I mean, I didn't have to see Groundhog's Day to know that. Right. Um, Because he's Bill fucking Murray. (laughs) A wonderful human comedy about being given a rare opportunity to live several lifetimes all in the same day. Of course, that's not how the film was marketed, but for our purposes, I believe that the concept is at the soul of the story. In an interview with the New York Times, Dr. Angela Zito, co-director of the NYU Center for Religion and Media, noted that in the film, the film illustrates the Buddhist idea of samsara, or continuing rebirth. In Mahayana Buddhism, nobody ever imagines that they're going to escape samsara until everybody else does. This is why you have bodhisattvas who reach the brink of nirvana and stop and come back to save the rest of us. Bill Murray is the bodhisattva. He is not going to abandon the world. On the contrary, he's released back to the world to save it. Um, I like it. I like it. How could you not? How could you not? Um, the Pixar theory, um, this, this one I think has been confirmed though. Uh, all the Pixar movies happen in the same universe. Yeah. Uh, there's all kinds of links and Easter eggs to each other in the movies. Um, you could watch, you could just look that up. Excuse me. You could just look that up. The YouTube videos where they show like 
that kid Sid, you know, the prick from Toy Story. Yeah. Uh, like through the Toy Story movies, like there's appearances. He ends up being like in the newest Toy Story movies, like a trash man in the background or something. Mm. Um, uh, I didn't notice. There's, there's when a- it comes out, I'll have to watch it again. There's lots of lots of little crap like that. Um, I went to the movie theater to see it, but I didn't notice. Let me see. Uh, Fresh Prince of Bel Air. Um, Will died in that fight in West Philadelphia, and his time in Bel Air is just heaven. Um, here's the problem. What is it? If it was heaven, how come we had that heart wrenching scene where Will's dad comes back in the picture? You know the scene I'm talking about? I do know. Why did he want me, man? Yeah. That was tough. It was. Oh, man. So, so tough. You're right. Uh, Then Tarantino Universe uh, is the same thing as the Pixar one, but with more blood. Um, This story, by the way, is from Daily Edge. Um, So, in... The Tarantino universe, like there are there are references where there are references by there are a lot of references by name. So Quentin Tarantino uh, had in Pulp Fiction uh, Vincent Vega, right? Um, there was also Vic Vega in Reservoir Dogs, played by Michael Madsen, would have been his brother, right? Mm-hmm. Vega Brothers uh, and Glorious Bastards had a character of the Bear Jew, aka Donnie Donowitz. Uh, in another Tarantino movie, True Romance, one of the main characters is movie producer Lee Donowitz. Um, the theory goes on to conclude that this movie producer was the son of the Bear Jew from The Inglorious Bastards. And and obviously, he's a Jew working in Hollywood, so that makes sense. Um, uh, <laughs> all the subsequent movies are set in the context that Hitler was gunned down in a theater, which I think is... Uh, interesting yeah that that is further things pointing to the fact that it's the same universe right um and it would all it also uh, explain tarantino's character's deification of uh pop culture and film as well as their indifference to ultra violence uh sure why wouldn't they be that way if world war ii was one like that um there are a lot of uh tarantino specific internal Universe references to mention, but um, Django Unchained, set in 1858, links in in with Kill Bill 2. Um, There's a tombstone for uh, Paula Schultz, who was the wife of uh, Dr. Schultz in Django Unchained. So, I mean, there are so many. Yeah. I mean, like, these movie producers, I mean, they have to, like, that's so involved. You know what I mean? Like, they have to be intensely creative. Like, I couldn't even. That's amazing. Um, Captain Coons, uh, the father with the watch, Christopher Walken's character in Pulp Fiction. Yeah. There was a minor character in in Django in in uh, Crazy Craig Coons. It was part. It was a piece of paper. It was a name scrawled on a piece of paper. It, the, what I'm saying is, Tarantino is insane. 
and he <laughs> he linked all these things together pretty pretty well. Yeah. Um, Richie Rich, uh, the cartoon version of Casper the Friendly Ghost is actually the ghost of Richie Rich. Um, mm. They do look very similar. Um, like artistically, they look remarkably similar. Yeah. Uh, the movie The Rock, uh, Sean Car- Sean Connery's character is actually James Bond, uh, which which okay. I totally buy it um, because there's a reference uh, a British national a British national incarcerated in Alcatraz in 1962 escaped in 1963. This man has no identity, not in the United States or Great Britain. He does not exist. So he was set free in 1961 when the events of Dr. No were presumably filmed and out in 63 for the rest of Sean Connery's films. It make it lines up. Yeah. Uh, and that is just, it's just smart writing. Um, but why is he called John Mason? Because James Bond is a code name. Yeah. Um, the Willy Wonka theory though. Where's that one? Number eight. Oh, yeah, totally. He Dude. makes his candy out of children. Every every couple of years, that's the secret, in, <laughs> that's the secret ingredient. He's got to stock up on that's six That's why he six opened kids. his factory doors after so many years. Mm-hmm. Like, the... It's genius. It's genius, <sighs> Willy Wonka. All right, uh, what's this last one? We got this covered. What is this? From... Yeah, we got this covered as the website, it seems. Yes. Oh, big ad. Big ad at the very top. Oh, it's done by Paige. I hate these. Nine yeah. crazy movie fan theories that turned out to be true. But I thought that this one was cool. The first oh, one. That's through. why I put it on there. Peter Parker was in Iron Man 2? Yeah. Ow. Damn. Tom Holland. Confirmed it. Uh, back in Iron Man 2, a young boy wearing an Iron Man mask is rescued by Tony Stark at the Stark Expo. Seeing as Peter is known to be a science nerd and a big fan of Stark, it made sense that it could have been him. Um, yeah. How about that? Kevin Feige, Marvel president, believes it's canon. Yeah. Boom. That is pretty cool. Um, let's see. Robin Williams' other role in Aladdin is the genie. Wait, what? Uh, so there was, there was like a, like a guy in the beginning of Aladdin. Yeah. That was. He has the lamp. Yeah. He was like selling things. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you look at the animation, the, the peddler looks a lot like the genie. Mm-hmm. So they're saying that the peddler was actually the genie. Oh, okay. Yeah. That's yeah. cute. And apparently that was what the intention was, and it just never happened. Like they never came back and it clear cleared like that. That is what it is. Yeah. Interesting. Uh, Batman versus Superman: Dawn of Justice was setting up an injustice-inspired timeline. Uh, that kind of was obvious to anybody in the comic book. Uh, no, it like kind of seemed that way. Yeah. Um, at least to some people in the comic book world. Um, but they were setting up for. Injustice. Uh, Deckard's a replicant. That's the uh, that's the uh, old uh, Blade Runner theory, which um, that was confirmed in the rerun or not the re- the re- re- rehash re whatever. 
Um, actually, I think uh, Ridley Scott came out in early 2000 and said that obviously Deckard was a replicant. Um, and in the book, Philip K. Dick's uh, Do You Dream of Electric Sheep or whatever, Do Robots Dream of Electric Sheep or something like that. Mm. Um, it's just clear. Uh, Prometheus revealed Jesus Christ was an alien. Um, I was never into the alien series of movies. You know me, I'm not really about right. blood, guts, and gore. Um, but Prometheus, I thought was excellent. I thought it was well written. Um, I didn't realize it was an alien movie until it was too late. <laughs> um, but yeah, so Prometheus was implying that Jesus Christ was an engineer who'd been sent to earth to get humanity back on track. However, uh, they gave up on the planet when Jesus, the emissary was ultimately crucified. Um, so yeah, really Scott confirmed that yep, that was the, I, that was the concept that was considered. Um, frozen Anna and Elsa are Tarzan sisters. Yes. Totally dig that. And, uh, that has also been confirmed. um, the Tarantino thing that we talked about earlier, that's obviously, obviously a confirmed one. Uh, Dumbledore's death. Um, uh, let me see here. All right. So I'm a big fan of Harry Potter. Uh, the Harry Potter fans love digging it deep into the wizarding world and developing wild theories and uncovering hidden meanings in the works of J.K. Rowling. And one of the wonderful things about J.K. Rowling is that she'll jump in and be like, yep, or no. Uh, so this is one of the ones that Rowling was like, yeah, sure. That, that's, uh, yep, I like that. It's in. You're in, kid. You got it. Uh, so the story goes that the tale of the three brothers, which is the wizard fairy tale read by Hermione in the Deathly Hallows, actually represents the story of that book. Um, the greediest eldest Peveril brother, who wishes for the Elder Wand, is a stand-in for Voldemort. The second brother is driven mad by the love of a woman who he cannot have, much like Snape with his infatuation with Harry's mother. Finally, the uh, the wisest, youngest brother who asks for an invisibility cloak is Harry himself. What's more is that at the conclusion of the fairy tale, the youngest Peverell, Harry, is said to meet death at the end of his life and greet him like an old friend. Fans believe that death represents Dumbledore's role in Deathly Hallows as Harry's spiritual reunion with the deceased headmaster in a heavenly vision of King's Cross Station resembles the meeting with death. Um, yeah, I, I mean, why not? That's it fits so perfectly. Why not? If I were if I were um, uh, J.K. Rowling, I just said, yep, I mean, count me in. Your story gets a plus from me. <laughs> um, and I think that's it for our, our crazy movie theories and confirmed theories. Um, which uh, leads us, of course, to... I don't know what it is, but I'm going to eat it. Now, uh, we've been away for the summer, and uh, this is our first episode back, so Miss Courtney, the 540 foodie chick, did not have time to prepare Mystery munch Munchies this evening. However, on a show that earlier this evening, just saying, with Philip Alexander and Gladys Perkins, they had a wonderful guest. Uh, excuse me, I'm trying so hard not to burp. I ate so much food, guys. It, <laughs> I, I shoved more food into my gullet 
than than my tummy had room for. Jugs, Jamaican jerk, and catering services. Um, man, <laughs> man, got a kick to it. Sp- I was gonna say you should have saw their faces. They little, were sweating. Little spicy. <laughs> we got fans going in here. Uh yeah, it was uh it's got a kick, but you can get he does cook it without the kick. Um real nice guy. Uh I highly recommend Jugs Jamaican Jerk and Catering Services. That has been our uh, Mystery Munchies. And now <laughs> It's about to get weird. So I listened to um, my brother, my brother and me. He's a popular podcast on the Maximum Fun Network. uh, And they do these things called haunted doll watches. Oh, really? um, Where they will find haunted dolls for sale on eBay and read the listings for them. Uh, And it is a wonderful bit. (laughs) Uh, Let me see here. Get out of here with these cookies, Mira. I have get. I know every time I click on anything from Mary UK, it's like, will you allow cookies? No, you can't have any of my. Co- oh my Only god! If I can by eat accepting them by accepting their cookies, they you give them permission to give your shit to like a lot of other places. That's too much. It's too much. Jeez, Jesus. All right, this is what I'm going to do here. I'm going to come back over here. I'm going to close this window. I'm going to open my VPN software. Ladies and gentlemen, get you a VPN. Get you a VPN because you can uh, you can protect yourself from the stupidity of the internet advertising. Paranormal haunted objects on eBay. No, I'm not about to look at a haunted doll website without having my VPN so I can't be all cookied out. Get out of here. I mean, okay. Hey, we should buy this. I'm not buying this. It's a, it's a haunted... It, you saw the title of the article. We're not buying a haunted doll. <laughs> we'll not have it. Well... The haunted doll, looking like Annabelle, tells a ghost hunter, I want to burn your eyes out. No, we're not buying that doll. I mean... Fine. I feel like, I feel like the station could pay for it. And we can just... Do it. Someone, someone's got to talk to the station manager. <laughs> In the video, Mr. Moss can be hold, holding a crucifix and is heard asking, what do you want to burn? And the voice chilling really replies, your eyes. Your eyes. The voice was captured on an S-box, which scans white noise while blocking out any radio interference. Mm. Interesting. How did doll? Mm. Nope. Grace doll. Nope. In a little glass box. You think that box is going to protect you? <laughs> you don't nope. know. Nope. You don't know. Nope. We ain't having no haunted dolls. So- oh, you know what I do want, though? Have you heard of Clockwork Ticker? No, what's that? All right. So the Clockwork um, Ticker is a local business. Um, let me see if I can pull it up here. Is it procurer of curiosities and eccentricities? So they make like cool little like figures looking like labyrinth creatures and 
um, like Muppets and like uh, Jim Henson critters and stuff. Have, have you heard the 453rd annual Fredericksburg Troll Market is coming? No. Oh, man. What's oh, a troll man. market, oh, though? Oh, man. It's a troll market. It's a bridge. It's under. It's a market that happens under a bridge. Um, <laughs> I don't know. It's, it's a thing. All right. It's a troll I market. I mean, okay. Uh, I wish you could see over my shoulder and I could show you these pictures. Um, but like anyway, a Billy Goat Gruff I'm gonna be doing. I'm gonna be doing some audio provision for the Clockwork Ticker and the 453rd Fredericksburg Troll Market. Interesting. Um, and they make these like cool little figures, and I'm doing some work and trade for them. So I'm gonna get me like something. I don't know. Maybe, You're gonna get haunted items. Maybe I'll get them to make me a not haunted doll. Or uh, um, do we really need that? Maybe they can make us a shock monkey. Okay. All right. Or <laughs> I don't know. You know, if you look them up on Facebook, the clock, the clockwork ticker, um, they've got all kinds of images of these cool little critters and creatures that they make. They're super neat. And uh, I'll have to look it up. Yeah. Su- super, super cool. Very talented. Um, but I'm just saying, if you look up haunted items. No, I will not do it. <laughs> There's a box. I don't want a haunted box either. <laughs> it's a box. It's $20. What What is a box going to do? How big is the box? How haunted? How haunted? I don't know. How, how much of a space does a ghost need? I don't know. But now I want to know. And I want to, like, this thing is covered in, like, um, wax. So, I, and so it says it was used for witchcraft and occult rituals. I want to know. Why? <laughs> Why do you look at me like I'm crazy? Look, there's burn marks all over it. Like, I just want to, I, I just want, like, what does a box do? Like, I just want to know what the box does. What does it do? I mean. It's only $20. <laughs> and it's, is it sealed shut in wax? Is is that why the wax is on it? Is the wax sealing it closed? I believe the wax is from the candle sitting on top of it and the wax dripping down while they're okay, doing so said we would rituals. Be able, we would be able to open this box? I don't know that it's an openable box. I don't know. It doesn't... Um, description. When sounds... Description. Box. Yeah. Box. <laughs> that's, that's all it says. Just the box. Just says box. Just the box. Box colon haunted. So <laughs> it's oh it's a long one. Okay. Um phrasing. So basically it says it was found it was found in a local cemetery wrapped in black cloth. That doesn't mean it's haunted. It's got burn marks on the bottom of it and on the sides of the box possibly from rituals. Possibly since some rituals. It says since- this some bitch is this on eBay? Yeah, this some bitch. It hey says, gu- "Hey guys, I found some trash at the cemetery." <laughs> Wait a minute. Hey guys, I found this haunted box at the cemetery. Okay, but listen, I'm interested. Let me buy it, Courtney. You're going to respond to this ad. You're going to say, "I'm interested in your haunted box," and this guy is going to respond with, "You're my wife now." This box is that how that's gonna this work? Is, this is a haunted engagement if box. If you buy this box, you then have to marry me. That's, it's an, that's it's, it. It's a haunted engagement that's it. box. It's funny. 
You're my wife now. <laughs> We're married. I don't know. He says that he's heard the box shaking and rattling. No. And no. Sometimes he wakes up hearing no. pig noises. Okay, so I've there are times. Pig noises. There are times. Uh, I've always I've always had a roommate. Yeah. Um, I've I, I've never enjoyed living alone. Mm-hmm. I mean I mean I'm, I'm I don't make really great money. Right. But I make enough money to like I can afford to live alone. I just don't want to. Right. Um I grew up in a big Italian family. You know, I was I, I had three siblings, you know, growing up. Like like the house was always You were never alone. Yeah, there was always someone around. And then right. when I went when I went to college, you know, I had roommates in college. I lived in a frat house. Like I was there was you lived in a frat house. Yeah, there was uh there was there's just so many people around me all the time. Yeah. So when I came into true adulthood and was living on my own i hated it i hated how quiet it was um i can't sleep without a fan on or something making noise yeah um not so much a tv just a constant noise you know a muffle like if i turned the tv on in the living room and then went to bed in my room yeah and it was loud enough to be muffled in the background that's okay yeah couldn't have the tv on in my room though <laughs> it has to be like a distant presence oh um, and you know, now I've got a son who is, uh, three years old. Yeah. Um, and my dog passed away before he was born and I can't hand, I can't handle training a dog and even a rescue dog. I can't give a dog the attention that he needs when, when my son is still learning how to be a human being. Right. Um, so nights like tonight where, you know, the roommates working late. And my my son is uh, spending the night at his mom's house. I am. It's Creep City in this house. <laughs> You're like, what am I gonna do? I gotta turn. You notice that like all the lights are on. Yeah. Like I, before, there, before, there's gonna be things everywhere. Before it got dark, I turned on all the lights <laughs> all through the house. There will be no. Ship. I am not walking into a dark room. No, God damn it! There will be no shadows to strangle me. <laughs> I will not have my slip, th- my throat slit by well, a spirit. Now we know the weakness. Darkness and silence. <laughs> silence and darkness. Those are my two weaknesses. Yeah, silence. I hate silence for sure. And it's not even like a fear so much as like an extreme sense of like anxiety. Mm-hmm. Like I'm not, I'm not feeling terror. I'm not feeling like, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God. I I'm just, I'm just so uneasy. It's unnerving. Yeah, like like radio silence. Yes, you ever listening? You ever listening to a radio show and there's like too long a pause in the conversation? Yeah, and it's just awkward. And it's like it's like that. That's what silence is like for me all the time. Right. Yeah. It's. I mean, I agree. It's not good. And I. Yes. Brutal. I'm. Yeah. I because I'm. So I'm pretty sure that. Before, like when I was a when I was a child, and we moved into my parents' house that they have right now, I'm pretty sure that it was haunted when we first moved in. Um, so when my parents looked at the house, there was a couple things like the homeowner had to do before before we lived in this house before we moved in. Um, one was they had to replace the carpet um, because the carpet in the room that was mine was actually burned. So the carpet was like burned and there were black wax markings all over the floor. Um, 
And then also there were padlocks on the outside of all of the doors. Mm. All of the doors. Um, it was very strange when I was a child. My door would move. Um, my door would move. And you could go downstairs and there would be nobody upstairs. Not, not a cat, not a dog, like not a soul. And there would just you would well maybe a soul but you would just you would hear the footsteps just happening and you're like what the fuck what is that nope that's what that is mm-hmm. it's nope yeah it sounds like it's time for me to go outside yep. that's what that sounds, <laughs> sounds like <laughs> sounds like i'm gonna have to play mom <laughs> um call me when the priest gets here but we'll yeah we'll have to like talk about that sometime because there was a couple of things that happened like uh I was in my early 20s, and a pencil flew down the hallway at my head. That was cool. Um, All kinds of, like, craziness. I'm just going to keep on with that whole nope tradition of saying, nope. (laughs) No. Nope. I moved into this house one story. Um, (laughs) For a reason. One story. No basement. No attic. I got like a little space. I got like a little, like a hatch upstairs, like like a crawl space, crawl space in the attic, yeah. I guess. But no full attic. Um, there's no, uh, you know, I don't know. There's no. I, I did <laughs> there's my, nowhere anything could hide. Yeah, is what he's trying. No, to his, say. no history of graveyard anywhere in this yeah. area that my house could so. have been built on top of. Um, no. Nope. You don't want your house sinking into the ground? Nope. All right. Well, no, no pets. Fun. No pet cemeteries nearby. We're good. <laughs> good. There is Civil War Battlefield. I was going to say. Not too far away. Don't say it. Because <laughs> you don't want to jinx anything. But you said the thing. So now it's just a thing. It's there in the universe. Listen, guys, I had no part in your fight. It was a long, <laughs> it was a long time ago, and uh, we're in a different place now. Mm-hmm. We've all kind of come to terms with, 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 with like all the things. Things. Um, we're dealing with shit a different way now. We got this. <laughs> you guys just chill and keep being ghosts, and and we'll handle the modern day racism. It's uh, that's how we're gonna deal with it. It's a, you can keep on being ghosts. Thank you. <laughs> I want to quote another one of my favorite po- podcasts. I listen to Filthy Casuals, the great Australian gaming podcast. And uh, one of my favorite, favorite things is, uh, no, thank you. Like, <laughs> one, of them no, was, thank you. one of them was recording in a hotel and somebody was knocking on the door. <laughs> like, and they're, they're, like, <laughs> sc- they're like Skyping in. Um, and, like in the background, you can hear them like, no, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Occupied, <laughs> occupied. But it's great because it's the Australian accent. They're trying to be polite. It's like, no, thank you. <laughs> uh, listen to all the podcasts that I recommended tonight. I recommended to a bunch. I, I, uh, I definitely uh, pointed out a handful of uh, other stuff that I listened to. I binged a lot this summer. Throwing it back to my. Uh, my intro earlier. I did a lot of. I watched a lot of TV. I watched a lot of movies. I listened to a lot of podcasts. I see it. It was the summer of media ingestion for me. So uh, we want to wrap it up. Yeah. 
We almost did a full hour tonight. 50 minutes. We did. I mean, we still have stories we could do, but... um, I kind of want to save them because I think next week we should... Uh... What are we gonna did you reach about? out to the um, that group? To the paranormal people? I yeah. did. Um, I will have to do that again, though, because I was yeah. kind of left with an open-ended answer. Okay, let's see if maybe we can book them for next week. Okay. Uh, maybe either, you know, at bare minimum, let's see if we can get them on the line. Yeah. Do a call in. Um, and we can talk these last two weird news stories with them. Cool. Cool. Because cool. I think it would be fitting if we can get them in. So, yeah, paranormal people of Fredericksburg, get in touch with us. We out. Say goodbye, Miss Courtney. Bye.